strike it up. Welcome to Cathode Ray Mission. This is Big R, Randy, Big R Hire, coming to you live from OKC. As always, I am joined via satellite with my good friend in Berkeley, California, Will Scoville. Hey, hey. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, Randy? I'm doing well. Enjoying the Willennium. <laughs> We're here to talk about the future today. We're here to talk about an amazing movie that I'm glad I forced you to watch, and I'm glad I forced myself to rewatch this afternoon. Uh, I'm glad I finally watched this because it's it. You know, you mentioned it in the last episode. One of those um, VHS covers that you that is burned into your memory. Powwow Highway wasn't that for me. This one definitely is. I remember this one. The the cover. Uh, Oh yeah. It's like a VHS cover that haunts my dreams. And honestly, yeah. it's it's really amazing. I think it's a beautiful like I would pay money for like a good like big poster of it mm -hmm. and I'd hang it above my desk. Honestly, it's it's fucking it's like okay, the movie we're talking about today is Albert Pion's <laughs> Nemesis. Nemesis 1992. And on this poster, Nemesis is like Badass, the way it's it looks like Metroid or something, and it's, it's chrome. like chrome, chrome, yeah. And then uh, above it, it's like a dude who looks way cooler than Olivier Gruner. <laughs> we'll talk about a lot today, but I mean, it is him, I guess. <laughs> But yeah. it's basically like two people with sunglasses holding machine guns and then like rainbow colors. Like it sort of reminds me of what Freddy is holding in his glove on the cover of Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Mm -hmm. Is that the one with the eyes and the rainbow I think so. thing? Yeah. I mean, it's got like definite vaporwave uh it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Whoever painted it, is yeah. it like Drew Struzan or something? It's, I don't know. Like, but it's really like an incredible work of art. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it's from 92 as well, so it's like it's got the vaporwave aesthetic, but from the era that they're kind of mimicking and, and, and throwing reference to. Oh, for sure, yeah. And the chrome is like, had like, been yeah. done by Terminator, which this movie is heavily indebted to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, T2 had come out a year before, I think, this movie had come out. Um, but I would argue well, that uh, this, a host of other movies, but yeah, you would this, argue what that this, this is actually kind of like could be Terminator adjacent, but like in the years while Skynet is like taking over, um, but does not include any of the time travel elements of the Terminator movies. So it's like adjacent to all the other action. It could be like the same thing. Where it's a more of a passive takeover of technology, of uh, technology taking over humans, um, versus just kind of like them slaughtering them with machine guns or whatever. Yeah. So, um, like, please just at least you probably already, if you're listening, you already have pulled it up and look, look at the cover, the poster, and I would say honestly, the poster is so amazing that. But it promises you nothing, really. Mm. It's just a really cool image. It doesn't, like, depict something that is impossible to have in the movie. It sort of is honest in a way. I think the movie mm. lives up to how cool the poster is. In, in a way, it does. It, not necessarily visually. 
but thematically. Well, yeah. we're, we'll get into it. This is Albert Pion. Okay, what do you have? You looked? Have you done any research on Albert Pion's filmography? Yes, um, I had to look at what he was known for. Um, one of them was this movie, Radioactive Dreams, that I found when I worked at a video store. I've that, never seen think, that. That's Kathy Ireland, right? I don't know. No, I don't think Kathy. That's Alien from L.A., <laughs> which I think he also did. Um, he did. And But Radioactive Dreams, I remember getting that and showing. Maybe I showed Daniel, who hated it. Um, Weaver? Yeah, uh, but I don't think. I really don't remember anything about the movie, though. Um, or even who was in it. So it, that one was like about two kids I who think were. It's, it's got. Um, oh, nuts. Let's go ahead, dude. I'm sorry. Well, that one's about like. Um, it's, you know, that movie Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. Two kids are in a fallout shelter for years and they are watching like noir movies. They come out and it's like, you know, Super Mario Brothers or whatever, uh, cyberpunk, and they're, they think they're a couple of gumshoe detectives. Holy really shit. Really weird, dude. <laughs> I have to see this. Really weird. <laughs> okay, it has John Stockwell as one of the kids. And John Stockwell, I believe, is Dean Stockwell's son, right? Is he? I don't know. John Stockwell is the, like, jock with the heart of gold and Christine. He's actually really oh. great. I love Christine. That's a good, a really good movie. Stephen King, John Carpenter, Stephen King movie. But the other person, the other dude is Michael Dudikoff, dude. I have been on an American Ninja tear right now. <laughs> He's one of the worst actors ever. I've got to see... Radioactive dreams immediately. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, <laughs> I I cannot remember a thing about it um, other than kind of the plot. So please tell me if it's worth checking out again. Um, but uh, yeah, Albert Pion has done a lot and a lot that, that I've actually heard of. Um, so... Alien from L.A., which was the first MST3K I ever saw. Uh, that was that. Uh, Cyborg, uh, that weird Captain America movie from 1990 he did. Um, some of the Kickboxer sequels he did. Yep. Uh, Dollman, which is a full moon feature, one of the famous full moon features. Uh, and I don't know if I've seen Dollman. I have seen Dollman versus Demonic Toys, which is mostly clips from both of those movies and then about, <laughs> about 20 minutes of original content. That's the Charles uh, Band special. We should do uh, <laughs> like a month of full moon streaming service or some shit. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I went to see Charles Band in Norman right before I moved, uh, maybe about six uh, months before I moved to California. I think I remember uh, you telling me about that, and I was like, what, Charles Band? Yeah. I got a ton of photos from that. Um, That's cool, man. Yeah. I love fucking a lot of his movies, <laughs> yeah. too. I've and seen I a lot of those. Like Full Moon, what he did with Stuart Gordon and other people. Anyway, yeah. but um, and I guess Albert Pion, did he work with, with him? Wait, I'm getting off track, dude. <laughs> Well, he did Dollman, which was a full... Dollman, Dollman, Dollman. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's done quite a bit, and he's definitely got this kind of, like, straight-to-video library, so I remember a lot of his stuff from the video shelf or running on kind of cable, um, you know, where they would buy that in a package with a much larger movie, 
you know, you get this, but you got to get all this other shit as well. And so they would run this shit on HBO late at night and kids like me would stay up to watch it. Um, because it had all the stuff that a kid like me would enjoy watching late at night. Um, which is mostly like robots, gore and nudity. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think nemesis definitely kind of has all three. Yeah. Uh, um, well, okay. If I, if I may for a minute, just expound on my experience with this, this man's body of work. It's like crazy to me that all these movies are him because Mm -hmm. kickboxer two is the first unedited R rated movie I watched with my mother's consent. Wow. And I loved it. And then I remember like something I've been thinking about a lot. I've been on a big Van Damme tear lately. And something I've been thinking about a lot is one time for some reason we brought a table into the living room. We like never did this. We rented Kickboxer and all ate dinner at this table in the living room and watched it on the big TV. Kickboxer won, but I, I digress. But so Albert Pion made Kickboxer 2, which we may end up having to just do eventually. Maybe not immediately since, you know, but like that movie also, it's just like it becomes like surrealism almost at a point, you know, we're going to get into nemesis. I hate to put too much of a tag on top of this, but captain America also is just a movie that I loved as a kid. I didn't really understand why people didn't like it until like way later. I saw it again and I was like, Oh, the acting is like bad in this, you know, but as a child, I loved his Captain America. I mean, I, I thought it was great, dude. And it, it should be noted, I think, Captain America in that movie was played by Matt Salinger, who, correct me if I'm wrong, is he is he the son of uh, J.D. Salinger? Yes, he is. The son of J.D. Salinger. Um, yes, Mr. Uh, Catcher in the Rye. Uh <laughs> Fucking rules, uh, man. Yeah, what a uh, what a weird what a weird turn. The part when they t- come in and kill uh, Red Skull's family and take him away when he's a child before he's Red Skull and put him into like the Red Skull machine and he's screaming. That shit scared me so bad as a kid. I I've never seen this movie. Really, um, Captain America? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen the original because I wasn't. I I got. I didn't get into Marvel or comics until this latest wave. So I didn't read them or, or get into them growing up. So I just never sought this out. Well, I liked the um, idea of the superheroes, but I didn't, this is going to sound like I can't read. I didn't want to read comic books. I wanted to like see them in movie form or in, cause mm. I, I was just so obsessed with movies, but I liked superheroes. Yeah. I liked the iconography and I collected cards and stuff. I had, I actually have like a complete set of like, 91 Marvel cards somewhere, like, including... It's almost complete. I have, like, four out of seven hologram cards or something. (laughs) But um, this is at my mom's house somewhere. Anyway, this was a big discovery for me because I think this was when I was, like, learning to read. I was probably, like, seven, maybe, or something. Like, I mean, I I don't know when kids learn to read. You know what I mean. God damn it, I know how to read. Everybody, listeners of CRM, I know how to read. I promise you. Um, I just like, I remember being like, wait a minute, Captain 
America? Is this the thing, you know? Like, because I think the video was just the shield and it said Captain mm -hmm. America. And like, I was like, Mom, is this a movie? And she's like, I think it is, you know? And like, <laughs> it was just a big time discovery for me that yeah. a, a Captain America movie existed out of nowhere and I found it at Hastings and I loved it. But it's a bad movie. Anyway, let's get into it. Nemesis. <laughs> Big Nemesis. Willy. Hit me with the uh, plot if you can. <laughs> if you can tell me what the plot of this movie is. Oh boy! So I watched this twice, and I'm glad I did because it, it, the, I mean the the beginning of this movie, it just it jumps around so much before it really settles into the plot. But you know, upon second watch, it kind of like, yeah, you get a little bit of a backstory and you understand a little bit why he's in the situation he's in, his relationship to all the other characters. So. As confusing as it was through the first watch, it made sense on the second watch. And so Alex is a cyborg, so he's a human, <laughs> but he's cybernetically His full enhanced. name is Alex Rain. Alex Rain. Which he's rules. A LAPD, he's a cop. He's a pig. And he, uh, he is hunting down terrorists. He at no are, point seems like he is in L.A. or a cop. <laughs> no, and it's funny because I was like, eventually they go to another, they go to Java, and I was like, oh, they probably got some foreign money to make this, and they actually shot it in, you know, in a, in Southern Asia or something. Nope, it was shot in California and Hawaii. So, um, purely Albert within Pion the states, is Hawaiian, I believe. Is he Hawaiian? Okay, or, so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's like an American. That's one thing about yeah. Albert Pion and his filmography. Like, there's times in this movie where I was watching it with a friend and I was like, there's not one actor that speaks English as a first language on screen right now. Nope. Like, why? Is yeah, it just and because it's, karate badasses only came from foreign countries? That's, that's the thing about this. So, okay, let's, let's kind of go through the plot a little bit. Uh, he's a cop. He's, he's sent out to uh, take out this inform info terrorist, which is, you know, androids and cyborgs who have been stealing info or something. Uh, he gets in a big gunfight right, out, uh, right off the bat, and he gets majorly fucked up. Uh, and so in this, uh, while he's fucked up, this woman says to him, uh, look at you, you're more machine than man. Um, you're, you know, you're more like us than, than you are like them, meaning you know, he's more machine than a human. Yet he's fighting to protect he's like, humans. I'm 86 percent human still. Yeah. So he gets She'll fixed like, up. You'll be a lot less soon, or something like. Yeah. No, she's like adios, but then he kills her. But he, he becomes more machine. Sorry, dude. I just wanted to like that no. line. I'm still 86 percent human, or whatever. I'm still 86 percent human. <laughs> well, he didn't. Uh, he didn't kill her because he after he gets fucked up, he gets you know the the police save him. Uh, six months later, he's all fixed up. He goes to some, uh, man, it's a weird Western set. And some, I could they're, probably they're drive Baja. to that set. Um, but he, uh, oh, wait. he finds her. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Sorry. What's just run, run down the plot because I just, there's just things about everything. Like you skip through. It's hard to like talk about this movie. I want to talk about because it's all is all about style and stuff. But we have to talk about yeah. what it's about too. I'm sorry, but well, yeah. okay, so yeah, so go, go on. So he he 
he kills this woman that he met earlier in some, you know, um, southwest uh, border town in a bar, and then gets visited by his ex-girlfriend, who's an android, in Baja. Uh, and so Western set though. Oh yeah. So it's like, um, I don't know, man. It's just, so this, this whole this thing is a Western basically. Yeah. So he, he does this, uh, this job and he, he's, oh, at this time he's also like addicted to some like drug or something. Um, he's addicted to future drugs. Yeah. And then he shit. quits. He quits. He becomes a smuggler. He gets fucked up again. And then his old boss recruits him, puts him, a, puts a bomb in his chest, and says, "You got a, you got your old girlfriend, android lady, is um, stealing information and showing the terrorists. You got to go take her out." Which is extremely so escape really, from New York. And we're going to talk about yeah. how every movie that this movie rips off beautifully. But anyway. And so, so after that is when the plot actually starts and he goes there and, you know, uh, follows his, his ex-girlfriend, gets the data, joins the, the resistance gang who's like transferring all that info and then eventually uncovers a plot to replace humans with machines that's uh, orchestrated by his, uh, who he thinks is his former boss who put the bomb in his chest. So it takes a while to get there, but it's... It's, I don't know, it, uh, it's a lot of gunfighting and a lot of stunt work in this. Okay, here's what, the movie is really, though, I mean, that is what the movie is about, basically. It's so confusing, though, because it, like, it, it's edited so insanely, and he'll go from, like, Mm. all these, it advances years, like, in the first, like, ten minutes, location to location, Olivier Gruner has like five different hairstyles in the first mm-hmm. 20 minutes of the movie 30 minutes maybe but okay so now that we've explained what it's about I want to back all the way up to when he's fighting the two women at the very beginning it's just mm-hmm. like they had this like well like this is the beauty of this director and I love he he's one of those people I don't think he gets credit for this and this is something that you see a lot now I'm sure um, Nicholas Winding Refn and people like that who he, like, for Drive, he's like, yeah, Cobra is a huge influence. That's not Albert Pyun, but um, that kind of lighting and stuff. Albert Pyun is, yeah. like, doing that kind of where It's like, just like he has, like, no money, clearly, to make these movies. And he has, like, terrible, he has to hire actors. I don't know if he has to. <laughs> He does. Rose up there. He yeah. works in movies where he, he has like Van Damme and people who like don't speak English well and aren't good actors, and like but it's made for an American audience and they're hired strictly because they're like a karate badass. Yeah. And so, this movie seems to me it's like it is it's like models, and athletes, in dressed up in like sleek leather. <laughs> And black trench coats and little or big sunglasses. Like, everyone has sunglasses on in the dark, like, mm-hmm. at all times. And they're just shooting machine guns, and it's all aesthetics. It's all just, like, look how cool this is. And it's, like, it is cool. And there's all this cool... There's a point where they shoot, and it follows the bullet. Like, yeah. the, the ladies, the women... 
the cyborgs, the cops are um <laughs> they're up on the roof and they're like that follows their bullet into where he is yeah. for some reason. And he gets blown into this That's room. That's when she, like, she fires like the big uh, shows up. The big chunky bullet thing. I rewound it. Hold I was on. like, did they establish that this puppy was here? I don't think that they lost did. You, Randy. Oh. Hold on. Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where'd so you lose I was me? saying that I said they were they were following the big chunky bullet, I think. Yeah, they followed the chunky bullet from where they are, and he is in this, he gets blown into this room, and there's like this puppy appears. Yeah. And I was like, I rewound, I was like, did they establish that the puppy was here? It's like, no. And he puts it into a safe. Yeah. And, and so after, it, when she, <coughs> we can get into how it, it's like, this is like, it's so forward thinking. And this is exactly where we are now with like, this is what Ari Aster is doing with his, I mean, he's like the best at doing this, but it's taking stuff from other movies and putting it together in a, making a new movie. And it's mm -hmm. almost like nakedly, like this is very nakedly, like the part when she comes in and she's trying to like kill Olivier Gruner who's a terrible actor, by the way, like one of the worst oh, awful. actors. Awful. <laughs> he is, his name is above Nemesis. It's awesome. Mm. And like, he is, he's terrible, but he, he does some cool stunts and stuff. And like, right. he looks good without a shirt. His waist is ridiculous. I was mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is going on with this dude? <laughs> but, um, but, uh, anyway, I got, I got sidetracked thinking about no, the VA Gruner's yeah. physique. We, <laughs> the, the, the puppy in the safe. Oh, the puppy in the safe. But she comes in and she's shooting at him and she's like going to kill him or whatever. And that's like, that's just like exactly like Robo, where it's like shooting him getting shot all over his yeah. body. It's like Robocop. And then it cuts to his point of view with doctors looking at him exactly like Robocop. Mm -hmm. And he is basically a Blade Runner. Yeah. I mean, it's like the part where they're shooting in, it almost looked like something that would be in Blade Runner 2049. Mm -hmm. And this movie also, by copying all of these movies, predicts the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Don't you think that this is so, like, the mate? this is the, it becomes the Matrix at the end with um, Tim Thomerson. Very much. <laughs> this movie fucking i love this movie dude. it's like it's it, so stupid but it rules dude yeah and you know i i'd mentioned that you know this is something that was on the video shelf that i recognized a lot but never rented it and i never watched it until now until you kind of had me watch it so um i'm really glad that i did because i want to watch the sequel too because uh, it's also on prime and i'm like eh, might as well i've watched this one twice now uh, but there's so many kind of like, um, you know, and this is kind of in the area where Thomas Jane's cameo is, uh, who plays Billy Moon. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, he's, he's naked the whole time. The we cut into, yeah, him standing <laughs> naked at the window, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, and then it pans down to a woman who is also naked, and it stops to linger on her butt, her butt for a second. Yeah. It's, there's so many. There's a scene later where Olivier Gruner is naked, and the camera is yeah. like up his ass, dude. Oh like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? 
I mean, this movie is all about the beauty of the human body <clears throat> and people looking cool with guns and with sunglasses on and how cool guns and explosions look and flips. And that's what it is. Yeah. So I should mention this whole scene. It go, so it's, it's a lot happens in this hotel room. Uh, Thomas Jane is naked. The woman is also naked. The woman is also a, 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 a an android, I think. Um, and so this... At one you know, point, it switches, and it, she's standing at the window, and he's on the bed. Yeah. I laughed when and it, so, it's the same <laughs> shot but with them switched. Yeah, and so she's got her big tough guy android who comes in named Michelle. Um, and I should also mention that I read something that the character of Alex was supposed to be a 13-year-old girl um, at first. And then I'm, it see, also makes sense point, that, like, like his, ex, his ex-girlfriend android is named Jared, um, which is, you know, more like a man's name. And it's just, I wonder how much was, like, gender swapped, in, you know, between the script and and the actual making of the movie. Like, how many... Because I also can see like Max, the little tour guide girl, also being like a, a child, a, a big, a big, no, a big Hawaiian guy. Oh yeah, um, any. I mean, I can totally. The way it talk, is, same, 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 same lines of dialogue, just swap out. You know, still wearing a Hawaiian, big Hawaiian shirt. Um, I can. Uh, see. Um, uh, uh, but but in this hotel room, fucking so. <laughs> so after both of them are naked, there's also a scene where two uh, two Terminator-style ro- robot guys shoot holes into the wall and step through. And then uh, this is after... Uh, there's some of the gun stuff. And the, and by the way, listeners, I am extremely anti-gun. All right? Yeah, I don't own but, a gun, let alone many guns. You know the line. Yeah. But this is like... I mean, this is... It's John Woo, I guess, but... it. It's, it deserves it's, more credit, dude. They shoot like a cartoon, shoot out a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. So they step through, and then at the same time... I just want to uh, emphasize how, like, it's insane, man. But at the same time, Alex is in the bathroom, and he shoots a hole in the floor so he can drop through, and then he keeps doing it until he goes all the way to the bottom floor. Which so just Underworld falling. ripped that off, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens in Underworld, and it's awesome. Yeah. I bet it happens in other movies, too. <laughs> That's what oh, I remember it from. It was Underworld the trailer, yeah, yeah, and it's really cool. But that straight up happens in Nemesis, dude. The action is super legit in this movie. It's mm-hmm. like really fucking cool. My my favorite part is when it's another shootout. I think it follows this one, and he's going down that slide, you know. Oh, that's uh, the best part. And, of the guy, and that's Tom. And, and that's so, Tom Matthews from Return of the Living Dead too. So yeah, and he like he like shoves him up, and the guy's face is split open because he's a cyborg, and the thing has come <laughs> out of his eye area. But then he pushes him up. Alex pushes pushes him up, and his eye smashes into like this crossbeam. And so Alex is still like sliding down backwards, shooting at him, and the guy is like stuck with his face on this beam, just shooting wildly. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. It's so slapstick, and it's like it's to me. It's not like John Woo because like. John Woo has a lot of like, you know, gun fu or whatever. Uh, this is really just messy bullets just flying everywhere. <laughs> Dude, I was I really thinking like, oh sorry, I lost you. Oh, okay, um, no, yeah, I was thinking like, 
It's like a year before Hard Target came out, which is John Woo's first American movie, I believe, and it seems very influenced by John. It seems kind of ahead of the curve in terms of like American right. movies being influenced by John Woo and stuff. I might be wrong about that, but like that moment when he's going down the slide backwards shooting at Tom Matthews, it's like that's that's very John Woo. I mean, that's yeah. the part in the trailer that I always was like, whoa, Nemesis looks cool, you know? <laughs> and like, I just never saw, there's like, I saw Nemesis like, I don't know, like a year ago for the first time, you know? But it's great to have nugs like that that you've never seen and have them pay oh, yeah. off, you know? I mean, because this, this kind of movie, this is like my my bread and butter, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I, <laughs> I love fucking stupid shit like this. Oh I mean, yeah! I keep saying it's stupid, and yet I want to argue that Albert Pion is making art. Is it is an artist? I mean, ultimately, I'll get to get into this, but this movie is really fucking stupid and like low budget. It is crazy. <laughs> no, but it's a lot of fun. And you know, if if we can like fast forward a bit to the end of it, something that really impressed me was like, um, there's a good old fashioned stop motion special effects scene in this movie. Uh, like Ray really, like, Harryhausen. Last. Yeah, and and you know I'll say that like right now um, the 1981 version of Clash of the Titans just got added to Netflix, and I was kind of like watching it a little bit, and that was like one of the last great um, you know big Harryhausen movies, if not the last, I'm not sure, but um, at least like one that was made and came out around the time I was born, so it was still modern enough for me to see it. Um, and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Uh, so I really get a kick out of, out of seeing that happen. And they did that even in, in Terminator. And I think, uh, one of the folks who worked on the Terminator special effects came to work on this movie as well. So that does have some of that lineage. (laughs) I mean, the effects fucking rule. Like when they, when the woman who's naked, who murders Tom Jane, do we talk about that? Okay. I didn't know if we yeah. got like all the way through that about Tom Jane, but like when she's like in, like, she gets basically like blown in half by like <laughs> shotguns and stuff, and like that that ruled like all of like oh, yeah. there's all this like close up um, <coughs> effects and stuff of people's faces yeah. and they pull like Tim Thomerson in this movie is killing it and he's doll yeah. man. If yeah. you guys, and he's also Jack Death in the Transfers series, but um, and he's the one who's ultimately his skin. I mean, after that, he's like not <laughs> a part of this, but yeah, like the skeleton is Tim Thomerson. It's like his mm. flesh melts away, and he's like a Terminator. It's nakedly. It's like the Terminator, oh, yeah. but also the way that it's surprise. I'm still alive. Is aliens? It's like exactly yeah. like aliens where. It's like, oh, I'm on the ship, though. Yep. And it's like, I don't know, he gets dropped into a volcano. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. That's so... It fucking rules. And uh, Olivier Gruner gets scalped on accident, which is, like, insane. Yeah, so it's like... Come with us, me, you're the same. He's like, you can have it back or whatever. He's like, you can have it back. Like... (laughs) And then he gets his arm pulled off too, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. how are they gonna? How are they gonna show him without an arm and no shirt? And then they don't, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, they fucking straight up don't. 
<laughs> they just cut, cut to like they're like another time jump. Yeah, uh, jumps in time and like he's in <laughs> sitting in the rain reading a letter. I love in, yeah. in movies when the people are he's like soaked through his shirt and shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, really. So much kind of going on, so much fun. So we didn't even cut touch on. There's so much because like the whole movie is basically a gunfight with like oh yeah. There's like 45 minutes of movie and 45 minutes of straight up just gunfights and them doing kind of like parkour types. Like there was some coordinated okay because he he meets this woman who's like kind of like Lori Petty vibes and she clearly mm. does not speak English well either. Like yeah, no, well, nobody also, speaks English. She's supposed as to be the like first language in this movie. She's, except Tim Thomerson. She's white, right? And but she might be she's European. Like but she's also something. talking like like oh Alex on like she's Japanese or something and I'm like it's weird I thought yeah. she was saying Alex Rain but Alex Rain Alex Rain but she <laughs> was saying Alex on but then it's because Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa I probably I, I think I made it through that name and he's an amazing actor who's in Kickboxer yeah. too he played Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie mm-hmm. but he's like the leader he calls him. Uh, Alex son and I was like mm-hmm. okay I mean I've seen you be a karate master in other movies I'm whatever you know but yeah for him to be like Alex son it was weird she was maybe yeah it's a script thing is that what you're saying where like, like what yeah it's like, like they wrote it, the script been... and then they just made her say the same lines even though they cast it completely different because she could yeah. do clips with Olivier maybe it was like this is my. He was like, "This is my girlfriend. Like, she'd be in the movie. We we've been practicing the <laughs> clip from the barn." Well, this actress she, has been in a lot of shit. Uh, probably like smaller roles, but ooh, Night uh, of the Demons. Oh, she was Mouse in Night of the Demons too. Okay, I know who she is. The one who's like, who's the like Lor, like Lori Petty. Yeah, it's very Lori Petty. What yeah. was her name in the movie? <laughs> she shows up, but she's she's Max in the movie. Is she dubbed? What's going uh, I, on? I think because I've seen her in, in, in this other movie, Night of the Demons 2, and she was American. I think it's the accent that she's supposed to have in the movie. But also, dude, Alex Rain has another, another accent that is his actual accent that he's I mean, trying to cover up. So it's one person doing a bad accent and one person trying to cover up an accent. And so it just comes out in this mess. Okay, her name is Merle. Is that right? Merle? Yeah, Merle, Merle Kennedy. Kennedy. Is she American? I think she's American. No way. It she's sounds... been in a ton of stuff, man. She was in Bubble Boy. This is a, she, she can be a, a non-American. Like, I mean, Olivier Gruner has been in a lot of more movies than he should have. Maybe well, le- I mean, maybe less at, than more. Look at what she's been in, and though, like yeah. Anyway, compelling anyway. content. Yeah, yeah, um, we're really we're really doing it here. But they do flips <laughs> together, and they look they look cool doing it. Yeah, that's what I was just like. This movie, it's more just about like looks and stuff than like they weren't thinking about acting or like you know anything like. 
no concerns like that. No. Uh, well, why don't we go ahead and take a break and then come back with the big roundup. rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Hey everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do would-you-rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like what kind of ridic are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay, all from our very real hot tub. Oh yeah, 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 very real. Uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> find Bubbling Questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're back with the big roundup. Randy, out of a rating of zero to five stars, what did you give Nemesis? <laughs> I hilariously am going to give it four stars <laughs> out of five. I think it, we, you know, we didn't, we need to get come back pretty fast to Albert Pion so we can talk more about his filmography. I think. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, He's a really interesting director. I think he's doing a lot with, like, no money. He's cyborg famously. They were, like, trying to make Masters of the Universe 2 and Spider-Man. Both fell through. And they were like, Albert, what can, can you make a movie for $500,000 with these sets and props and costumes? And he was like, yes. And that's what Cyborg wow. is. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I've never seen Cyborg. So I, Cyborg I was to... a big hit, and he then made Nemesis, and he has since tied the worlds together and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, and he made lots of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, this movie is hilarious. It's crazy. It's shot on film. It has a lot of, like, stylistic touches and stuff. Even if you say what you will about its overall quality, I guess, as, like, a movie compared to, say, you know the matrix or something mm-hmm. like that but like for like what it is if you like this kind of movie i think nemesis is top notch super fun movie it's like 90 some minutes great movie four stars perfect uh yeah i'm gonna give it three stars while it's not great it was definitely a lot of fun and fun enough to watch twice uh fun enough to like wake up early in the morning on a sunday and watch it again and not be super pissed about it about having to do watch this fucking movie on a Sunday. Right. Um, no, it was it was really great. I had a lot of fun watching it. I, I'm going to watch the sequel. Um, really, uh, really interested in getting uh, digging more into Albert Pion's work and his filmography and just continuing on and seeing what other crazy shit he's put out for me to enjoy. Um, so yeah, three stars, definite definite pick. Would watch. Good, good group movie, good party movie. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of stuff to make fun of, but a lot of stuff to really enjoy and kind of... Some of the in. action, legit, like, there's that part where that big silo drops. That's, oh, like, yeah. a real, a practical effect. I was like, that's yeah. amazing, you know? I mean, there's some cool-ass shit that happens in this movie. Yeah, and, um, you know, boy, that 
plot is really messy. It takes a long time to get into the main plot of the movie. But I don't know. It kind of pays off some somewhat uh, yeah. on a rewatch. So whatever. Oh, and Thomas Jane's in it, too. So yeah, Jackie Earl uh, Haley's at the end. So, yeah, it's like, and it's I cool. feel like there's another cool person that's like, whoa, that person's in this. Oh, Tom Matthews from Friday the 13th and Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Gotcha. But um, uh, I recommend yeah. all the movies that this movie rips off and oh, Kickboxer yeah. 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Like, there's, there's so much good stuff uh, out there, you know, as far as like. Um, hell, check out the original Terminator. I don't think I think a lot of people concentrate on T two, but that first one is really great as well. I've always thought I love Terminator one more than Terminator two. It's a different tone, though. Oh yeah, know? totally. And it's, it's it's cool to see that um, you know taken and and there's very much a world where that Terminator movie was not given to Cameron, not given the attention that it got, and it turned into it would have been something like Nemesis. Um, you know, that done on a much smaller budget. Um, and so where it kind of like, yeah, the story's a little bit confusing, but if you really pay attention, it's all there and the world is built out. The world is fairly interesting. So yeah, I'm really interested to look at the, the sequel to this one and then check out Cyborg as well and see how those tie in together. I'm interested in, in checking that out. They don't. He retroactively tied them together. I, think. I don't care. Or with the new sequel. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Spread it on. It's Cyborg Rocks. Oh, I see. Cyborg Nemesis is the name yeah. of a movie that's been announced. And then Cyborg Rides of the Flesh Eaters. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All these movies, it's like Charles Band. All these movies are going to get made. Hell yeah, um, dude. I hope so. They're going to come out and they're going to be, you know, maybe not the best, but they're going to be there. So, uh, Cool. Randy, anything you want to plug? Anything you well, got? My band is Chat Pile. You can check them out. And check out this cool podcast I do with my friend Will called <laughs> Cathode Ray Mission. And Black Lives Matter. Everyone be safe. Wear a mask and whatnot. Hell yeah. Uh, check out my other show, um, uh, Nerd Rage the Great Debates We're wrapping up season 4 right now uh, With a big ass tournament of champions Not as big as the one we did in season 2 But bigger than the one we did in season Or I'm sorry Not as big as the one we did in season 1 But bigger than the one we did in season 2 Because we didn't do one in season 2 um, But it's uh, it's a lot of fun We got a lot of wrestlers on that one again uh, And they're basically cutting promos For 5 weeks It's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we got some more shit coming out Um and then Sepdoc, uh, of course, we just had uh, Scott Simpson from You Look Nice Today uh, come on. It's his first time coming on, uh, and that was a really good one. Um, plus, we've been going back and reviewing just some really classic documentaries that uh, just nobody's picked. So Marwin Call came up and Grizzly Man came up, and it's just stuff that we haven't ever touched and kind of uh, correcting that. So Hell yeah. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, Randy, we'll be back next week. Until then, see you later. <laughs> All right. See you later, Will. 